Hello and welcome to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. Thank you very much indeed for tuning into this episode. Today we're going to talk about this weekend's World Rally Championship round in Mexico, one of very, very few global motorsport events to be going ahead, but delighted to see uh, some motorsport to watch this weekend uh, in Mexico. Rally Mexico is one of the highlights of the World Rally Championship calendar with incredibly fast gravel roads um, around some absolutely stunning uh, terrain, but it's very, very tough uh, on the drivers and the cars. Um, rough surface can play havoc with the reliability of the cars and also the um, the altitude as well, very high altitude in Rally Mexico, which uh, does affect the turbocharged internal combustion engines used in the World Championship cars. Um, also in Mexico, you have arguably the most fanatical uh, spectators anywhere in the world for rallying. The, the stages are packed um, with really keen spectators out there having a good time watching some really, really fast and exciting rally cars and particularly uh, at last night's super special stage uh, in Guanajuato which is the kind of the the base for uh, Rally Mexico um, absolutely packed with fans to see um, their favourite drivers uh, drive flat out through the streets uh, the slippy rocky streets of Guanajuato very very impressive indeed now the the super specials that we saw uh, last night in the streets of uh, Guanajuato, there were two uh, two runs uh, of about a one kilometre long uh, stage around the streets of Guanajuato. Now, normally these um, these stages in the past have been very much drive through quickly but safely, um, no risks, and just get through to the end, put on a bit of a show, uh, and then go to battle proper uh, the next day. However, we are in an era in the World Rally Championship where the competition is so fierce and so close and the field is so closely matched that actually pulling out a couple of seconds per um, per super special stage um, in the case of Thierry Neuville, who was the fastest man last night in Guanajuato, could make all the difference. We've seen rallies now being decided by by less than 10 seconds sometimes less than five seconds uh, on a relatively regular basis now which is incredible considering the distance that they cover over a world rally championship weekend so uh, these uh, super special stages are now much more under um, under the microscope and drivers have really got to push and that was what Thierry Neuville said in his post-stage post interview last night. He said, you know, we've got to push every last metre um, because of our road position, which I will get on to the significance of in a second. So, we've had two rounds so far of the World Rally Championship and it's been a really interesting season so far. We've had the iconic Monte Carlo Rally in the typical dry, wet, snowy, icy conditions, almost all on one stage in certain cases, uh, where we saw uh, the Belgian Thierry Neuville win his first Monte Carlo uh, rally. Then we went on to Sweden, and interestingly in Sweden, normally a snow uh, surface rally, 
we saw actually a much warmer than usual Sweden and a very, very much a lack of snow. So we actually got almost a little bit of a gravel style rally in Sweden, but on the studded snow tyres, which gave a really interesting dynamic to the rally. And there we saw Elvin Evans, the Welshman, the new recruit at Toyota Gazoo Racing. Um, and he is the man. He's been on the podium both times uh, in, in, the, in the season so far. And of course, with a triumphant win in Rally Sweden. And it wasn't Elvin's first rally win. Of course, he won back uh, at Great Britain in 2017 in the Fiesta. But his co-driver, Scott Martin, had never won a World Rally Championship event before. So that was really cool to see that. So what does it mean for the championship order? Well, we actually have a tie at the top of the table between the Welshman, Elvin Evans, in his Toyota Yaris, and Thierry Neuville, the Belgian, in his Hyundai I-20. They are tied on 42 points each, but Elvin Evans taking the lead of the championship based on countback. Then in very closely behind in third place, we've got the wily old fox Sebastian Ogier. Again, an, another new recruit for an all-new lineup at Toyota Gazoo Racing. He's on 37 points. In fourth place, amazingly, we have the rookie, Cali Rovenpera, son of Harry Rovenpera, a very successful rally driver around the turn of the millennium. And Cali uh, is, has just been a sensation, incredibly young uh, driver. And he went, in Sweden, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Sebastian Ogier and beat him, getting the last place on the podium for his efforts and winning the, the, the rally-ending power stage as well. Cali Rovenpera, at the wheel of his Toyota Yaris, has really proved that he deserves this place in, world, in the World Rally Championship and that we can expect a lot from him um, quite soon. Um, who knows, he, we might see him getting up there at, in Mexico as well. He's on 30 points, so only 12 points off the lead of the championship. In fifth place, we have uh, Esapeka Lapi, um, who uh, is a refugee of the now defunct Citroen uh, World Rally Programme. Um, he um, only managed to serve one of his two-year contract with the French team, but unfortunately, with Citroen pulling out, that left him without a drive. Thankfully, he was able to find a berth at the M Sport Ford uh, Rally Team at the wheel of the very dependable uh, Ford Fiesta WRC, and he has been a different driver so far this year. Last year, uh, and in fact the year before at Toyota, he's very despondent, very down on himself, and not in the best frame of mind. You could really tell that with his performances and what he said in interviews. He was really, really stressed, you could tell. This year at Ford, um, with M Sport, um, a very, a very, very well, well-run team, a smaller team, a more family fuel team, and I think that's definitely making him more comfortable. And also, he's commenting that the car is a lot more comfortable. It's a very neutral car to drive, so it's not too much oversteer, not too much understeer. It's a nice balance, which is exactly what a rally driver needs. So we've got a much more happy lappy this year. In sixth place, surprisingly, on only 20 points and 22 points behind the leader is Oitanak. Now, that is because, unfortunately, he had a zero score at the Monte Carlo Rally. And if you haven't seen it, well, if you type in on YouTube Oitanak Monte Carlo and you will see 
the probably one of the biggest crashes you're ever likely to see in any category of motorsport. Not for the faint-hearted. Um, coming, going through one of the really fast tarmac sections of the Monte Carlo Rally, his new, brand new uh, Hyundai i20 hit a compression, which him and his, his co-driver Martin Yarviova hadn't spotted during the recce, and that sent the car into, it set the car out of control, and he went straight off the side of the road and and down a, almost down a ravine. It was quite a scary accident, but an amazing testament to just how safe these world rally cars are nowadays the safety cell around the driver the protection around their head the hands device the roll cage everything and um, the, the car around that was almost disintegrated but but both oit and martin were really well protected in that accident and you know they they were able to get back in the car a couple of weeks later for rally sweden just miraculous and real testament to michelle mouton and her team in um in the wrc safety commission as as well and hats off to them we saw the old tannic though back in sweden um finishing second behind elvin evans not too far behind the, the winner um and after the rally oit tannic commented that he was absolutely not 100 percent fit still very sore um from his his crash at, at monte carlo but um he he's back uh, in mexico um fully fit and he will be the one to watch he's my favorite for the rally uh, this weekend and closing out the the top runners Timo Sunanen in seventh place with 11 points now I want to talk about road position because in this is one of the unique things about rallying because in rallying um of course it's a, effectively a time trial format and um, of course the drivers don't race wheel to wheel like in other forms of motorsport what they do is they set the cars off, usually in a, an interval of two, three, or four minutes normally. Sometimes for gravel rallies like Mexico, where it's very, very dusty, they will stretch out the interval between each car because of the hanging dust in the air. So sometimes in a rally like Mexico or maybe Sardinia, the really dusty rallies, they'll, they'll, they'll eke that out to about a four-minute gap. Now, the order in which that the drivers go into the stage is crucial to the overall result and how the uh, the rally plays out because the drivers start each rally in championship order so Elvin Evans as the championship leader he will go into the stage um today first now that this is very 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 important to his chances in the rally because in a dry gravel rally before the cars come down the stage you have a very thick layer of 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 gravel and of dust, and underneath all of that is the is the the kind of harder part of the surface where and that is where all the lovely grip is, and the rest of the drivers in the field they've got Elvin Evans effectively as their sweeper. They call it they often refer to it as road sweeping. So Elvin Evans and in fact Thierry Neuville and Sebastian Ogier after him. Will have uh, will have quite a job of having to really it's really survival mode during the first day of the rally where they just try to keep their head above water water they will not be setting fastest stage times that's guaranteed nowadays in the World Rally Championship the fastest stage times will be coming further down the road order so down in championship order and um, so people like well people like Esipekalapi in fifth and particularly Oit Tanak he will be six on the road so. The road surface that Oit Tanak will come across will be completely different 
to what Elvin Evans will experience first on the road. And this is something that Sebastian Ogier has had to contend with for the last, well, six or seven seasons where most of the time he's been the championship leader and he's been able to develop that skill of how you manage it. Now, at the end of day one, the road order is reset. At that point for day two, or or Saturday uh, in this case, what happens then is is that the leader of the rally gets to go to the back of the pack, so then they have the advantage. So the first day is so, so crucial. So for Elvin Evans, he's not going to be thinking about winning this rally. He's going to be thinking about damage limitation, get through the rally safely, score as many points as he possibly can, uh, and, and move on to the, the next. This is his first experience of leading the road. Now, Thierry Neuville in second, he's very used to that that position uh, and he knows how to, to handle it and that will very much play in his advantage over uh, over the coming uh, day or so as we open up on the stages proper on gravel. Now, Sebastian Ogier, although five points behind in the championship, sitting third, he's actually going to be, once it's, he's going to have two guys who've run in front of him and that is going to give him a little bit of an edge. So he is a little bit of a dark horse. But as again, as they go further down the order, the road just gets faster and faster and faster. Now, this comes on nicely to a tactic um, that has been deployed with great effect by the Hyundai World Rally Team. So the Hyundai World Rally Team have a very enigmatic boss called Andrea Adamo, a very, very passionate uh, Italian who um, is just, you cut him open and he just bleeds love for rallying. And he is um, he has led the Hyundai team very, very well and led them to their first manufacturer's world title at the end of last year and narrowly missing out on the driver's world title. Now, they employ Hyundai, or as I say they, Andrea Adamo is the team boss, employs a very interesting tactic to scoring as many points as possible in the Manufacturers World Championship because most um, most teams like Toyota and Hyundai, uh, Ford, do, uh, Ford do actually as well, Ford have three drivers as well, but only two cars out of the three will score points. So the two top drivers in each team uh, in the results will be the ones scoring the points for their team. So what Hyundai do is they have, uh, this year they have two permanent drivers which are Thierry Neuville and Oit Tanak, so they will compete in every single rally this year. And the third car is effectively rotated amongst a number of different drivers. And basically the drivers that are chosen to go into that car are tailor-made, they're, they're hand-picked for certain events. So uh, in Sweden, we had uh, Craig Breen, and in Monte Carlo, we had Sebastian Loeb. Now, of course, Sebastian Loeb, one of well, he, he is Mr. Monte Carlo, really. So he was chosen as the man in the third car for Monte Carlo. In Sweden, um, Craig Breen, he's finished uh, his best ever result in WRC. He finished second place uh, in Sweden a couple of years ago in 2018. In Mexico, we have Danny Sordo, the Spaniard, who's absolutely fantastic on gravel surface. Now, Danny Sordo is going to come into the rally, of course, because he's not opened up his account yet, he's going to be right at the back of the field and right, crucially, right at the back of the road order. So, Danny Sordo is going to be in a really quick car, the Hyundai i20. 
He's obviously a really quick driver and he's going to have a really fast road in front of him. He's going to have all that horrible, dry, dusty gravel. That's all going to be swept out of his way and he's going to be able to charge through the stage with lots of grip. So Danny Sordo is also another driver very much in contention for the win and he will certainly be mixing it up there at the front. So this is a tactic that Hyundai really have been very, very clever with. Interestingly, it's not a tactic that has been employed by others, and in fact, it's come under criticism by some of the other teams, particularly Tommy Mackinnon, the team boss of uh, Toyota Gazoo Racing. And he said that it's unsporting to set their driver lineups on the Monday after the previous event to be able to play um, the cards that they wish to play. Now, what Andrea Damo and Hyundai are doing are completely within the rules, um, but and and therefore it's within the rules. Whether it's unsporting or not, well, that's that's only a personal opinion. Now, imagine if you're a Hyundai fan or if you work for the Hyundai World Rally Team, or crucially, you're the guy in Hyundai head office writing the checks for that program, I'm sure you won't particularly mind. And we've seen all sorts of tactics being being played with road order as well. We saw in the M-Sport days when Sebastian Auger was driving for M-Sport, we saw lots of things like that playing out, positioning his teammate Elvin Evans to be able to manipulate the road order to help his teammate Sebastian Auger. So that is the real thing to watch this weekend at uh, Rally Mexico. Another talking point for Rally Mexico this weekend uh, is Ken Block. Now, Ken Block, uh, if you've never heard of him, my goodness me, uh, type in Ken Block on YouTube and watch some of his Gymkhana stunt driving videos. They are absolutely incredible. Ken Block was one of the founders of DC Shoe Company, and therefore he's a pretty wealthy man. But he promoted uh, DC Shoes, and also in the early days of the Monster Energy Drink, promoted those products um, via some of his stunt driving videos. And he was really a YouTube, he really is a YouTube star, uh, if you like. But a very, a very um, accomplished rally driver as well. Him and his co-driver Alex Gelsomino uh, have competed at the, in the at the world level world level uh, in a Fiesta RS uh, in a Focus RS uh, as as well. But Ken Block has gone a little bit further back into the back catalogue of his partner Ford uh, to choose his vehicle uh, for the for Rally Mexico. He has brought along his Ford Escort RS Cosworth rally car for this event an extraordinary looking machine painted in his hoonigan um brand uh, livery with monster energy logos and all sorts it's an incredible looking machine and for me the escort rs cosworth from the group a era is quite honestly one of the most amazing looking rally cars ever it's one of my favorite rally cars ever some of those pictures of francois delacour on the monte carlo rally in an Escort RS Cosworth just put. I can feel the, the hairs on the back of my neck standing up. The first rally car I ever saw, and it's one of my earliest, earliest memories, was when my mum took me to uh, Schoon Palace, near to where I live in Perth, to see the Scottish Rally, which was quite a big deal in those days. And Malcolm Wilson, obviously owner of M Sport, he was still driving at that point, and he drove a Michelin Pilot Escort RS Cosworth from Ford. It was the most amazing car, and I remember seeing it flash by in front of me, and it stuck with me. And a year or two later, I got my first ever Scale Extric slot car set. 
And what car did I get to start my Skeletrix career? A Michelin pilot RS Cosworth with Malcolm Wilson written on the side. I couldn't have been a happier boy that particular that particular Christmas. So, really cool to see Ken Watt coming back. Of course, it's very much an exhibition run. The car is a 1990s rally car. It's nowhere near the performance even of an R5 um, junior rally car. Um, but what a cool thing to see. And I think it's brilliant that you know the sport allows these sorts of things to happen and hopefully it sets a precedent where we see more exhibition cars coming along non non point scoring but can come and take part and really draw some attention do it do it on an invite basis control who you want to do it but really the amount of people that will watch the rally uh, or will pay attention to it because Ken Block's brought an RS Cosworth that can only be a good thing so keep an eye out for him. Now, you can watch the World Rally Championship in a number of ways. Uh, here in the UK, uh, there is a, a highlights pro program on ITV4. Uh, and also, but really the best way to do it is get yourself WRC All Live. It's called WRC Plus All Live. So you get that through the WRC website and you can watch every single stage live and um, you can watch it on demand back. If so, if you miss the stage live, you can go back in and watch every stage you want. And the cool thing is you can watch it on your phone, your iPad, your TV, your computer, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. So if you're on the go a lot, it's a brilliant service to get. I think it's about eight or nine pounds a month, something like that. And it is worth every single penny. It's got a full day uh, of rally entertainment. So if you're a rally nut, well worth uh, a go. Um, go. Go and check it out. Now, before we finish, I have a couple of wee announcements to make. I am delighted to say that I have been able to get involved uh, as the co-host of the Knockhill Motor Racing Circuit podcast. Knockhill Circuit here in Scotland is my local track. It's about 40 minutes away from where I live and it played a huge part in my love of motorsport. I remember going there uh, in the mid to late 1990s, going to see the super touring cars when British touring cars was really in its golden era with Rickard Rydell, Jason Plato, John Cleland, Alan Menu, Ivan Muller and, and so many more. Uh, and it really, really grabbed my attention and it's remained a part uh, of my kind of motorsport life ever since. So this year I've been so, so lucky. The, the folks at Knockhill have been very kind to me uh, and have a, they've asked me to come and do some pit lane reporting at some of their events this year and also some commentary as well. And as regular listeners to the show will know, that is my big dream to become a motorsport commentator. So to be part of, to be co-hosting the, the Knockhill podcast um, with their very own Duncan Vincent, it's an absolute privilege. So that is going live today. Um, check it out, it's available on Podbean and many other podcast platforms as well. It's just called The Knockhill Racing Circuit Podcast. Check it out, um, we're going to have a lot of Scottish racing stars on uh, the show. Uh, and the cool thing about Knockhill is, is that they get a lot of the inside line on what's going on with Scottish motor racing stars as well, which is really, really useful. So hopefully you'll, 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 you'll hear some things and learn some things you might not otherwise find out. So do check that out uh, if you wish. Also, while we're talking about Knockhill, um, those, if did it, I tell you what, did anybody see 
the Top Gear episode with a Chris Harris driving Colin McRae's 1995 Subaru Impreza. If you haven't, go to the BBC iPlayer and check it out. It's just, it's really, really touching and, and heartwarming and uh, in, in, in equal measure. Um, obviously, that's one of the most significant rally cars ever. Um, McRae's um, 95 championship winning Impreza. That car will be in action at the McRae Rally Challenge at the beginning of October at Knockhill. Tickets are on sale. Check it out. I'll be there. There are a number of world champions coming along to take part in the event. We're going to have Max McRae, um, Colin's nephew, his father Alistair, who's Colin's brother, and Colin's father Jimmy. All are going to be there. Three generations coming to compete in the uh, in the McRae Rally Challenge at Knockhill. There's going to be some really cool cars there. Um, so if you're a rally fan anywhere in the UK, anywhere in the world, we're, uh, Knockhill's only half an hour from Edinburgh Airport, Come and, come and check it out. It's going to be a great event. Finally, while we're on the subject of rally, a couple of days ago I launched an episode uh, talking about the legendary Audi Quattro. Um, the story of the Audi Quattro um, we tell in the episode and it's part of our new series in partnership with Heeltread.com, a company who make lovely, comfy, motorsport-themed socks. And you can go on there and listen to the story of the Audi Quattro. And if you subscribe to our show via the Podbean app, you will put yourself in with a chance of winning a lovely pair of their Audi Quattro or wins for GT socks. So do check that out. Thank you very much for listening and stay tuned throughout the weekend for more action from Rally Mexico. Thank you very much.